Hello everyone and welcome to Wonk Torport Podcast, episode 138. Benjamin Yoder, here today very early in the morning <laughs> to talk to you about video games. Uh, ever since I got back from Japan, I've kind of had a uh, like weirdly almost correct sleep schedule and then like something always seemed to throw it off. Uh, basically like, like I was going to sleep around like 11 all week and it was good and I was feeling good. And then the weekend came or really it was like, it was more like Thursday night after I streamed and I just like had so much energy and could not sleep and didn't get to bed till like two in the morning. And then it just kind of continued through the weekend. So here I am <laughs> five in the morning, still can't sleep. So I was like, well, I can't sleep. Come out here and record a podcast. So we'll see. Hopefully I can sleep my fix my sleep schedule i have work tomorrow so <laughs> so i'll need to figure that out but uh yeah i i figured you know i didn't want to spend too much time lingering on the japan stuff so i think last week was probably the most we'll really talk about it um as like a as like a focus so if there's something in particular you want to know about let me know i'll try to uh uh figure something out but for now uh my main focus is to go ahead and get like main videos going um I went ahead and looked over uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Golden Country of Torna script, and thankfully it, it's pretty good looking, I think. So I don't have any major complaints about it, which is my bigger concern would be, you know, I hadn't looked at it for a month and I'd come back and be like, oh, this is awful. But I just had some minor edits. So that script is pretty much done outside of the um, more sentence structure editing and making sure, you know, I don't repeat words too often, things like that. So... So that's what I'm working on right now, and then once that's done, I can go ahead and record the audio and then begin editing the video. Um, when it will be done, you know, I would say early February at the earliest, but uh, but we'll see. Try my best. Um, and I'm also trying to get another video going. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and do a video on a Tokadol, like a full video. Uh, so I went ahead and started writing a script for that, and it's it's kind of... <laughs> it's kind of all over the place uh but you know sometimes that's how it is like this this golden country torn script started all over the place and i'm finally in a happy place with it so right now i'm really just dumping information on a sheet and then i'll kind of well I'm, i kind of actively reorganize it while i'm working on it so so i'm working on that although so kind of a side note to this i know this is a very exciting start of a podcast me talking about all the stuff i'm working on <laughs> um uh, so the Atokadol gameplay I got, um, is not compatible with my, uh, video editor. And I don't really know why they're MP4 files, so they should work. I wonder if it has something to do with the audio, but I, I have no idea. So basically I try to drop it into, uh, uh, I use movie, uh, what is it? Movie studio platinum or something like that. And, uh, old, old video editing software. Um, and it just like, I can't take this file. So basically I got to find a way to convert them. Uh, and so the cheapest and easiest way to do that would be just to upload them all to YouTube. So um, I went ahead and I've made a second channel. Uh, it's like a one controller port archiving channel. I haven't put the link out there to it yet, and I haven't really branded it or anything yet. So, uh, but I started uploading a Tokadol gameplay there, um, and I'm gonna just dump all those on the internet, try to re-download them, and then see if that whatever you know format it comes back down from YouTube uh, uh, fixes uh, fixes whatever problems there were. Uh, either way, I'll get the video working somehow, uh, you know, the video exists and it's there and I, I'm sure I could figure it out, uh, or worst case scenario, try like a, you know, for that one video, maybe try a trial version for like a subscription video editing software, do the work on that. And then maybe I can decide if I want to move on to a new video editing software or just go back to my trash fire one. Although movie studio or movie studio platinum, the version I use generally does everything I, I need it to do. I don't do a lot of, you know, intensive editing. So 
for the most part, it's been fine. So, so those are kind of the two big things. And I guess it's good to go ahead and lead with that because I, I know it's been a very long time since I put out a, a more formal video. I, I don't remember when that Chibi Robo video came out, but it was pretty dang long ago. It may be almost half a year ago. I mean, it is August was when I put my, my Hunex Fighters 98 video out. So yeah, it's been, it's been a while anyways. <laughs> so, uh, that's coming. And, uh, you know, hopefully in the near future, I'll have the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 stuff, assuming there's our golden country Torna stuff, assuming no, nothing gets in the way. Um, I did play some games this weekend. Finally, we got back into God Eater 2 as like a multiplayer thing. I had been playing a little bit of the single player stuff for character episodes. Just it's kind of like a good like get like you know, get back in the groove of of playing games kind of thing cuz you know, I have a lot of things that are kind of just lingering at the moment uh between I'll get to some of it later. But um but yeah, so I was like, let me just do some character episodes in God Eater 2. When I did that, the, the defense unit character episodes are really good in God Eater 2. So if you haven't done those, I, I would recommend them. They actually flesh out uh, the like uh, God Eater resurrection characters quite a bit. There's like those new type God Eaters that came in like halfway through the story. And in God Eater 1, they don't really have a lot going on. I mean, they do have like some story quests, but uh, it's pretty light. I remember it being mainly like text-based and, and it just kind of felt kind of not whole in in a lot of ways uh god eater 2 uh really you know gives them their own cutscenes, a series of cutscenes, and gives them all all a, a pretty decent plot and then at the end of all of them you get like a a one central plot or, or quest that involves all of them and kind of you know it makes them seem more important, you know, because <laughs> I think those characters it, it get lost in the background pretty often. So I think I think the character or that, it, having that quest line was good. I think I did, did look up a little bit of God Eater 2 information, and I think those quests were originally downloadable content for the original God Eater 2. And then in God Eater 2 Rage Burst, they just included them as like character episodes. But but yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. And we basically started the next major plot line in God Eater 2. We've been in the second phase of the game already. If you don't know, I'm going to have to explain this again. Uh, God Eater 2 and God Eater 2 Rage Burst. There's like the beginning story of God Eater 2 and Rage Burst was the re-release, which added new story in. Uh, so I'm in the Rage Burst part of the story now. Um, but I've been in there for a little bit, but the, there's just nothing really been has been going on plot-wise. So this is the, the finally we got started with the plot stuff. Um, it's mainly been mechanical changes, which thankfully those came in because original, like the, the first part of God Eater 2 is kind of dull because there just isn't that much you can do mechanically in that game. And I think that's somewhat similar to how God Eater 1 was as well, but, uh, I don't quite remember kind of the flow of how God Eater 1 deals out its power-ups and stuff or it's, uh, enhanced abilities, I guess, and stuff, so, so I am enjoying God Eater 2 quite a bit more now that I'm in the Rage Burst section, which I'm glad, the only regret I have, really, is that I, I use the Scythe, and the Scythe isn't particularly good at, like, being strategic, it's more or less just a giant smack everything and deal damage her weapon, and, and, you know, I, I basically just burn through bosses, and it's just kind of, it's kind of mashy, but, you know, it's it's fine. I'm I'm still having a good time. I'm still enjoying the style of that game quite a bit. So, uh, and then I also after we played God Eater two, my friend was like, "Hey, let's try Fantasy Star Portable Portable uh, PSP through Ad Hoc Party." Which if you if you remember, I actually tried this a while ago with another friend uh, who lives on the East Coast. I live on the West Coast right now. And, uh, unfortunately didn't work very well. Uh, but this other, other friend that I'm doing it with, uh, he lives on, uh, the West coast, the North side of the West coast. I'm in, uh, Las Vegas. So I'm, you know, further down South and, um, 
he uh, and that actually worked out pretty dang well. The only problem was <laughs> two problems. One, you can't play the story multiplayer, which I I knew, but uh, apparently he was like, "Oh no, I wanted to do this like as a story mode thing together." And I was like, "Uh, nope, not happening in this game. You have to play story alone." Uh, the other thing was is that his PSP was uh his screen was dying, and so <laughs> we were playing it, but he was like, "Man, I can't see like half of what's going on." <laughs> so he has a 2000, so he could do video out, but I I just don't think he was really liking the game uh that much. But oh man, I don't know what it is about that game, but it really immediately scratched an itch for me, and I was like pumped to play that game. I was like, "I am ready." play some fantasy star portable and I, I was like ready to just commit to it again uh but uh sounds like we probably won't put any more time into it which is fine uh i actually when i was in japan got a copy of fantasy star nova for the playstation vita i think there might be a menu translation patch for that game i have to double check but i haven't hacked my vita yet um and then i also have fantasy star portable 2 infinity on the psp don't know what the fan translation status of that game is, but um, so I've got I've got things to play, and then obviously PSO2 is free on the you know PC or whatever. I actually was like trying to talk to my friend a little bit about like why I don't like PSO2. It's not that I, I don't know. It's not that I don't like PSO2, but it's like it's never grabbed me, and I don't know why. And like like when I jumped in PSP, I was like oh super excited, but when I go to PSO2, I don't feel that way. And it's not like Final Fantasy 14 where there's like very like I feel like even though I don't have a great a great explanation of why I don't like these Final Fantasy 14. I can kind of pick out the things that bother me. PSO2, nothing really stands out to me as wrong. So I don't know what the problem is for me with that. But yeah. So did that. Had a lot of fun with that. Recorded a little bit of gameplay while while I could. I don't know when I'll ever get to do multiplayer Fantasy Star Portable gameplay with somebody ever again. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then also I played a little bit more of The Wizard of Oz and The Yellow Brick Road. I kind of want to finish that game up. It's not a long RPG. I think I'm about a third of the way through it. Um, and uh, maybe halfway through it actually at this point. And, you know, I love the style of that game, but, you know, I think you'd get more, or at least I would get more enjoyment out of it, just like looking through an art book or or something or having a bunch of the, you know, art, you know, saved on my computer or something like that. And I think I do have actually quite a bit of art of that game saved on my computer from back when they were promoting the game. Um, but yeah, the, I, I'm just not loving the gameplay very much. It's pretty simple. They try to do some interesting things, but I don't think it amounts to anything. I think I talked about it last week or a week before that or something. And um, I think it was last week. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I think I'll try to beat it though, just because it's a short enough game and I'm you know already a good ways through. Um, so, so kind of going forward, uh, game wise, definitely, uh, Wizard of Oz is something I'm, I'm planning on doing. God Eater is going to still remain in the background per usual. Um, Shenmue 3, I need to get back to. So that is a high priority item for me. I'm not sure if I'll focus on the Wizard of Oz before I get to Shenmue 3. And then we got to get back to Shining Resonance. Uh, one other thing is that I forgot that, uh, I need to get back to Final Fantasy 15 Comrades as well. I, I had a conversation with somebody about Final Fantasy 15 Comrades this weekend. I was like, oh yeah, that's something I got to do. Uh, so that is on the list of things. Got a busy 2020 of things left over from 2019, unfortunately. So, so yeah. Um, one other thing I kind of want to do this year, or at least, you know, in the, in the, in the near term is, um, I, I kind of talked about it last year a bit, but I, I stopped watching giant bomb content so much and, you know, giant bomb content, super long and, and stuff. And it kind of left a giant hole in my, like have things on in the background while I, you know, do other things. 
Um, and so, you know, AGDQ was happening the week that I was stuck in Japan, but I did catch the back half of it. And I've been catching up by watching you know, some of the runs that I that I thought was interesting. Dr. Hauser. I, I like that run. Uh, I was surprised how slow that runs on an actual 3DO. I've only ever seen Dr. Hauser running on a uh, emulator, and that game runs way faster on an emulator. It's kind of crazy. Um, if you don't know Dr. Hauser, I actually I actually have a clip of it in my Team Innocent video. Um, but Dr. Hauser is like a 3DO. I don't know if you call it a survival horror thing. It's kind of like a, a puzzle mansion thing. A lot of instant deaths, kind of similar to to Dragon's Crown in some ways. Um, not really similar gameplay wise, but you know, just like everything wants to kill you, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, and I started watching some Zelda runs and stuff, and I was like. I think maybe maybe a good way to invest my like have something on in the background time is to to go back to speed runs. You know, I used to be very involved in watching speed runs, I guess, you know, being, you know, kind of mixing with the speed gamers. I kind of was around that space and kind of kept watching that stuff. Uh, the big thing is I don't really know a ton of runners that I want to follow today. So uh, I kind of looked at a, a few or kind of followed a few of the runners that I, I saw at AGDQ that I liked. And uh, hopefully hopefully that amounts to something. But We'll see. I might just get bored of it in the next couple of weeks and then go back to watching Titanic documentaries over a whole weekend. So <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's kind of kind of update on stuff right now. Also watching Pat Labor still watch like the first episode of the like second set of or the yeah second set of DVD or Blu-rays. Um, so still Pat Labor. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, news wise, uh, let me see what we got here. Uh, something I found kind of interesting. Um, I think most of the news stories this week are things that you, you've probably heard at this point because they are kind of uh, semi-mainstream. I'd say mostly mainstream news stories. Uh, one is that the Xbox One X uh, won't have, and this is like, I think on the 10th, so it's been like 10 days since, since this, but Xbox One X uh, won't have exclusive games in the first year or two, which I think is about on like in line with what Microsoft uh, is doing right now, where they just kind of want to get their games to as many people as possible through PC, Game Pass, things like that. Um, and then meanwhile, Sony's saying on PlayStation Five they are going to have exclusives for the first year or two, um, which I think it, it, I think that's kind of interesting because obviously the PlayStation Five is is doing a more traditional approach, um, and then Microsoft's doing this other approach. So that's kind of interesting that we're we're seeing this like divergence in strategy like from the beginning. Um, my only real fear with the, and not really fear, I guess, it doesn't really matter to me. Well, I guess I do want the Xbox to do well, because I think, you know, Sony being the number one position, any company being the number one position really gives them the power to be kind of a bully. So you kind of want to get, you know, even, even footing. So they have to kind of be competitive with each other rather than, you know, have Sony fighting against like multi-platform multiplayer this whole generation, like they did this time around. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think my worry would be that, you know, you don't get that early install base for the the uh, Xbox like you like you would with a launch system typically. And I wonder if that will discourage people from focusing on Xbox Series X, whatever. I think the new one's just called Xbox. The new Xbox uh, games, like like if it's just be kind of like an afterthought kind of thing or or nobody will like build a game specifically targeted to that machine for right now but at the same time if PlayStation 5 is around I'm sure both systems are going people are going to be targeting so it it probably will be fine uh I just worry that it will like hamper sales early on in the first year or two and that might like stunt its growth a little bit um but you know I I would imagine they've considered that and and have 
data that's like, no, this is good for us kind of thing. It will be it will be super interesting to see how these two like fight it out side by side. If like if they're if they're very similar otherwise, other than this like you know software plan between the two, I I think that's pretty cool. That and there's like Game Pass and stuff, but but yeah. I, and the other thing is that like typically launch games generally aren't of a great quality overall. I mean they're usually okay, but like very rarely do people like mem- remember launch games as like a a like a platforms like leading titles like what was the 3ds launch library it's like steel diver nintendo dogs and pilot wings <laughs> and uh playstation 4 had like Killzone liberation that sounds like a video game knack that's also a video game what did xbox even have probably like a forza game Maybe a Gears of War. It's been a while for the for the latest Xbox, but yeah, yeah. I mean, first year or two of a system is generally when the growing pains are happening. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out for Microsoft. I'll I'll, I'll be curious to see how it turns out. Um, and you know, because they have everything on Game Pass, it's like super easy to access all those games and stuff. Yeah, it. it I'm really interested in seeing how Microsoft you know handles this whole thing. I again, I really hope they succeed. I really hope both succeed, so we have like an equal playing ground. And like, if they both succeed on two different models, that's that's kind of fun. Other other semi mainstream, but maybe not as mainstream is uh, I had quite a few re- people reach out about, to me about this on, over the week. But there's a uh, skies of our someone at business and development uh, at Sega. Uh, I, I guess started randomly tweeting about skies of Arcadia. I'm not sure how it really came about. Uh, and, and how, how much he likes Skies of Arcadia. And then people like were massing all over that post. And then, so he's, he got super excited. He's like, I want to make a sequel <laughs> or I want to, I want a sequel to be made. Um, so it was kind of exciting to see. Uh, I think the, the biggest things there, there's two kind of two things here. L- let's start with this, like the, the idea of a sequel. Um, the, the kind of the problem with Skies of Arcadia is that that whole game is about exploring the entire world. You even go to the moon at some point. And you kind of explore every nook and cranny of that that planet. Maybe the exception being the uh, the area under the like uh, I forget what it's called, but there's like a there's like a layer of clouds that once you get below there's like a level of pressure, and you don't really do anything down there. Like there there is a part of the game where you go down there, but it's very restrictive. Uh, I think in two different cases, I think there's like some battle that goes on down there and then i think there's one where you like go around and like exploring these like ruins and you can find like some sunken ships and stuff down there but yeah so there's there's not really a ton left to explore i guess you could do like a time jump kind of thing and and kind of revisit those areas to some extent but yeah i just don't know really what we really do without like you know just just making a a entirely new thing that's separate i mean and you can do that i mean look at final fantasy so like it's not not you know locked into oh we have to directly reference these characters but i feel like at this point if you were to make a new skies of arcadia uh there would be a lot of temptation to do a lot of like throwback stuff to the original game and and i think you'd have to kind of build that game very close in terms of you know the story and involving vice ica and fina even if they're not the main characters you know having them be present in some form kind of thing. Uh, the other side of this is, um, uh, whether or not this, this is required before a sequel happens, uh, they still haven't re-released Skies of Arcadia outside of, you know, the, the GameCube version. That was the last re-release of Skies of Arcadia. I think there was originally going to be a PS2 version as well before it got canceled. I could be wrong. I feel like at some point there was a PS2 version that was listed um way back when but uh anyways i mean it didn't come out i know that for sure if it did existed um 
But yeah, we haven't really had a re-release of Skies of Arcadia at this point. And the thing is, is that like Sega doesn't seem super interested in re-releasing the Dreamcast games very often. There was a brief period of time during the Xbox 360 and P- PS3 era where they did Sonic Adventure, uh, Sega Bass Fishing, Space Channel 5 Part 2, and Crazy Taxi. I think those are the four games and maybe a couple more, but they they just haven't really bothered. And it, and it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> like, I, I, I know, like... Uh, the Sega Genesis is the golden years of of Sega, but you have the Saturn, which I know is a, t- a technical nightmare, and they are re- remaking those games through some 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 other developers, um, or a couple of those games. But they just, they just haven't really spent a lot of time on their 3D library and and re-releasing those games. And I really feel like Skies of Arcadia would be, I, it's a good game. Like whether it's sell or not, I don't know. But like Skies of Arcadia is a great game, and I feel like. I feel like it was a really missed opportunity not re-releasing it in HD in some way. Um, but, you know, yeah, I don't know. So, I would like a Skies of Arcadia HD someday. What if, I would I would probably buy it, whether or not I'd play it is a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it would be great if they released something Skies of Arcadia related. I, uh, you know, Twitter Twitter rumblings of people, you know, shouting and stuff is, is quite a bit of, quite a different thing than people actually buying that thing. Um, you know, I think Skies of Arcadia is popular within certain, certain circles, but when it comes to like a mainstream, you know, I I don't think there's a big mainstream interest in Skies of Arcadia, but Hey, you know, I'll be really excited if they do something. Uh, while I was in Japan, while I was at Comic-Cat, I bought two Skies of Arcadia doujins. There was like a 10th anniversary doujin and a 15th anniversary doujin. They're pretty cute. Actually, I think the 15th anniversary had some uh, U.S. artists who worked on it, and they have like U.S. comments in there. And I think somebody else in there was like, hey, hey, they couldn't make a sequel as well. I think somebody pretty much said exactly what I've always thought about making a Skies of Arcadia sequel. But uh, yeah, so... Yeah, maybe someday. I mean, I I love Skies of Arcadia. I would love to see it come back, but I it's the same way that when people were like, you know, talking about Wave Race coming back and stuff. It's just like, yeah, but why? <laughs> like like uh, what what level does this work? I think Skies of Arcadia HD is a no-brainer. Just do it, you know. It probably won't lose you a lot of money if it fails. Probably it's not going to not make you a lot of money either. But it'd be great to like, just, you know, test the brand out there again and just see like what kind of interest happens and if people, you know, like the game. Uh, I like Skies of Arcadia, but that and, you know, make a definitive version of that game because there's there's some weird stuff between the Dreamcast and the GameCube version, so. And then finally, the last news story here is that Mobius Final Fantasy will be ending in June, I think in March in Japan, but June in, in the global market. Um, this game represents a major problem of mine where I never play mobile games and I always look at them and go, oh yeah, I should play that. And then eventually they get shut down and I can't play them anymore. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> um, uh, Final Fantasy Grandmaster is a big one. Square Enix shuts down a lot of mobile games. But uh, but yeah, I think I think the uh, Mobius Final Fantasy has been around for a while. I think it specifically, I think it might have came out like 2017 in the US. Maybe before that. Maybe it's been a lot longer than I remember. Um, but, but yeah, I always wanted to check it out and I just never got around to it. Unfortunately, there's just so many mobile games that you just got to kind of pick and choose and that would have been a cool one to check out, but I don't know if I ever, well, I, I probably will not be able to get around to it unless, uh, somebody builds some kind of private server kind of thing. Uh, I'll be curious to see how, you know, how many mobile games over time get preserved in like an unofficial capacity. Uh, cause you know, on PC, we, we typically have like, you know, private servers for a lot of games, even some of the smaller stuff. Um, 
but with with like mobile phone games there's so many and so many rely on a network connection and you know i i don't know how many people are capturing like the data packets and stuff and like like almost any game these days like if it has some kind of online hook it, it almost doesn't it just basically doesn't work in a lot of cases like what is death stranding when that the servers go down you know uh it'll be very very i don't know anyways modern video game problems mobius final fantasy rest in peace I'm I'm glad I guess you were somewhat successful. I see, I feel like the game did well. I don't I don't really know. I have a friend who plays Grand Blue Fantasy and he talks about it a lot and I'm always like maybe I should try maybe I should look at Grand Blue Fantasy <laughs> rather than playing like random Japanese mobile games. Like my last adventure was into DMM games and I was like I'm going to play Chain Chronicles. <laughs> and, and played that in Japanese and like well, I can't appreciate this. <laughs> Speaking of DMM games, they're re- re- releasing Blue Reflection and uh, Knights of Azure one and two on 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 DMM games, which uh, which I think is kind of interesting. I, I I had had originally pulled this news story, but I didn't talk about it. Or I put I took it off my list because I was like, man, I won't talk about it. But uh, but now that I'm bringing up DMM games, I wonder if DMM games will ever expand outside of Japan. Like it's a pretty small PC service, and you know Steam has gotten you know, a level of interest in Japan. I really don't know what the current, like, Steam user base looks like from Japan. Because I, I know for a while it was just, like, non-existent. And then there was a push, and, and it seemed like a lot of, you know, Japanese games ended up on, on Steam. But I don't know, like, if the average user today uses Steam in Japan or not. Kind of curious. Like, is it a growing, or did it just kind of get to where it got and then just stayed there? I don't know. PC launchers. Get DMM games so it can constantly prompt you to update. And then when you uninstall, it just gives you an error every time you turn your PC on like mine does. And I have the Inori Aizawa Internet Explorer. Uh, uh, what, what were they called? They're like, you know, there's like the Windows girls. I forget what they're called. God. OS Tan or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I had the Internet Explorer Inori Aizawa. And she, every, every time I turn my computer on, Demon Games goes, oh no, an error. And she goes, oh, seems like a system error. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I also have the Chobbit's desktop accessory on. So it's, I get, oh, seems like a system error. Ohio Gazimas from the other girl. My PC is anime girl voices. Uh, I really need to change the desktop accessory. I'm kind of tired of that Chobbit's lady. Whew. That's it for this week. Thanks for coming. Um, in terms of content, you know, I, the weekly content's not really going to be anything special. I think I told you last week, I'm, I'm going to focus on these videos for now because I got to get some of these, these longer videos in out or moving so I can get them out. Uh, cause there hasn't been anything in a long time and I, and I really need to move forward on those. Cause I mean, that's kind of the whole point of me, you know, <laughs> focusing on the YouTube is to, to get those out. So, um, so yeah, uh, this last week. I streamed uh, Wii and 3DS games I picked up while I was in Japan. Um, I really haven't. I really need to sit down and think about stream plans. I'm not really sure. So there's, there's, I'm kind of on the edge of a few things here. One, we can go back to Kaminazo. But the last time I played Kaminazo, I was kind of unhappy. Uh, just because I'm not very good at puzzle games. And I, I feel the stress to make progress on stream. And... I end up cheating is what happens. <laughs> so I don't know if we'll do any more Kaminaza streaming. Martian Gothic we need to get back to. Uh, and then also we need to do some more Nintendo Labo building stuff. Um, the other thing, I, I may have already said this or not, I don't remember. Uh, I picked up like a bunch of games at Comic Cat. So I wouldn't mind doing like a Comic Cat 
game stream and you know i'm tempted to do that next week the only problem is, is that they're pc games so i'll have to go ahead and install them and um I don't have a ton of free space on my main drive where I install games, so I might have to either free up some space, and I have to kind of like you know uh, filter through what I have. Also, make sure none of it is you know uh, gonna be a problem streaming it. <laughs> I think I only have two games that would be problems based off their cover arts, uh, but I think the rest would probably be fine. And, uh, you know, I just, because I'm switching between PC game applications, I really don't know how the stream will go in that case. I may set a handful of games aside and just, uh, and just, you know, put them on my desk, look at them, see if I can get all of them installed. And then, and then we go from there, just pick out anything that looks the most interesting. And the other thing is, you know, because I'm running the games, you know, how, how will my PC handle streaming and running the games at the same time? So we shall see. Anyways, that's it. Thanks for coming. OneControllerReport.com is the website. Um, you know, podcasts, if you don't know, podcasts go up every Monday at uh, 9 a.m. PST. Uh, and then streams happen every Thursday at 7 p.m. PST. Uh, and then and then I post the VODs of the stream up on the website, usually at 9 a.m. PST on Friday. Uh, sometimes if I go to bed early the night before, before I get like everything, you know, fitted together, I'll, um, I will, uh, get a little late on on posting it until like you know friday afternoon or saturday morning um so so yeah uh but that's it thanks again for coming i hope you have a great week bye